0: This is the Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 59. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick and I am joined by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. What is going on, Lisa?
1: I'm recording a podcast today.
0: Well, it must be Monday if you're listening to this. This is the show where we discuss all things colored pencil, and this is the art podcast you have been looking for. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about social media etiquette for artists. Now, this is something that is going to apply to artists no matter what medium you work in. It's all pretty much going to be the same.
0: Yeah. When we're talking about social media etiquette, then we're talking about all of these social media outlets. And my thing is, Lisa, that this when you're on an Internet source and you're on a platform, you should treat it in a lot of ways similar to what you would if you're in some kind of program. In in uh, real life, away from the keyboard. If you're yes. going to uh, a social group, walk in the door. You're going to sit there. You're you're going to say hi, hello, how are you? You're going to have a conversation. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So most exactly. of these are intended to promote and to create conversations and connections and that kind of thing. Yeah, you sharing. want to act
1: human. You don't want to yes. to try to be so professional. And this is something that a lot of us, especially those of us who are making our websites back in the, you know, the early 2000s, the late 90s, everyone wanted to be so professional that we completely dehumanized ourselves. And a lot of artists are still trying to do that, where their posts are very dry, there's no personality. Yeah. You know what? If you want well, to add a smiley face at the end of your post, go for it. That is... Okay, you're not target.
0: In their defense, here's the problem. It's difficult for many of us who come from a corporate background uh, to do that because we're taught to be robots. That makes sense. We're taught to be that. very, um, you know, take your personality out of everything. And especially if you do technical documentation, I mean, you're you're taught to just, just the facts, ma'am. You don't, you don't want to include anything other than you know the bare minimum and the facts, and you get right to the point And you know, just this very uh, boring type of yeah, language. And so you got it's to very break difficult. that
1: habit. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely something with social media. Okay, Show your personality. On the flip side, don't try to to don't overdo it. People yeah. don't need to know what you're eating for lunch. They don't need to know what time you got home from work that day or that you're at the doctor's office. I mean, there's a lot of information that really doesn't need to go online. And what yeah. I, what is funny, I see a lot of people or a lot of artists who will friend request or accept friend requests from anybody because, you know, they promote their art on their their fan page, we'll talk about Facebook for example, on your fan page as well as on their personal account. And so they've got people who have friend requested on whether they be future clients or past clients. There's a lot of people on their personal accounts, and there are uh, quite a few artists who forget that. They forget that this is still business and while, yes, I'm going to share photos of my dogs and cute things like that, I am not going to rant about my neighbor. I'm not going to rant about my boss at work. Well, okay, I'm my own boss, so that wouldn't be a good rant at all. I'm not going to rant about... You know, think, don't rant, don't. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: There are so many things that are so inappropriate. There's one artist who I keep on my newsfeed because honestly, it's an entertaining train wreck. And I know that sounds terrible. But some of the stuff that this girl posts, I'm just like, what are you doing? Your, your clients are not, this does not make you look professional. Better yet, never for any reason ever complain mm-hmm. about a current or past client. Ever. No reason. Trust me. I've had some people who I would love to tell you guys the stories about what happened and how they behaved. You won't ever see me do it. That is one of the most unprofessional things. It's not even an issue of, well, I'm not going to work with that person again. I don't care if they hire me again. I'm not going to work for them. No. Future clients are going to see that and be like, nope. If this person is going to be that unprofessional with this, what else are they unprofessional about? They're not going to hire you. So you've really got to be careful about the type of content that you're putting out there or the type of posts that you're putting out there, because some things are just not appropriate for, the, for online. Right. And again, even though you say, well, it's my personal one, that... Tell me that you are never friend re- letting anyone follow you or friend request you that you don't know in real life. That isn't your you know immediate family and friends. You don't know who's seeing that, and it can make you look really bad.
0: We have to think about the fact that we're in a crowded room. You know, you're not you're not just sitting there uh, having a one on one with somebody. I mean, you are um, you're, you're, you're you're you kind of have a megaphone at yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. And so you think about what you know, what you're spraying out there, and that goes back to the other thing we're saying about injecting your personality into some of your posts. I mean, and not having them so structured and boring. But you can go overboard just by the language alone by saying something like, uh, "Well, hee-haw, looky here, I'm insert cowboy cartwheel right here." filling it full of a whole bunch of jargon that you even lose in translation what you're trying to really say. Sometimes I look at what some people will write, and this is also true in emails that I see. I can't even tell what they're trying to say.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah.
0: Because they're trying to get so fancy with... You know, their literary style uh, that they're losing, you know, in the in the translation, you're losing the message yes. of what they're trying to say. And that kind of thing happens as as and well. On
1: social media. Most people have a very small attention span. Very, yeah. very short. Don't write a novel. Right. No one's going to read it. It's a waste of time. Get to the point and get there quickly. Um I read one thing where it talked about for Facebook like well how long should my post be let's say I'm posting a photo of my painting on my fa- my fan page how long should my post be one expert and I mean expert these little rules change constantly but mm-hmm, one expert mm-hmm. that I was reading had a really good suggest- suggestion she said make your post about as long as what you would on Twitter You can go a little bit longer, but, you know, don't go three, four paragraphs long. And Twitter, if you're not aware, is 140 characters. Get to the point quickly. And I usually will write quite a bit more than that on Facebook, but it's still I try to keep it short as much as possible.
0: And break it up with some punctuation and some uh, paragraphs, you know, that that always helps the reader.
1: Yeah, And include information that they're going to be interested in. And yeah, punctuation, that's a big one. Oh, this one huge. drives me crazy. Not just punctuation, but the people who do text speak, where it's the letter U instead of Y-O-U, the number two instead of T-O. You know what? Don't be that lazy. That yeah. is so unprofessional looking, and it's not a cute thing that shows your personality. It makes you look like you don't care enough to take the time to write something that the average person can read.
0: Okay, so another thing related to that, Lisa, that with what is it? You know, what is it I should be posting? What is it I should include in my post whenever I'm uh, posting like a work in progress and that kind of thing? Uh, if you just uh, sort of think in your mind of the things that you're interested in when you're looking at a work in progress or a finished completed piece. Um, and include those things and then just sort of use that as a standard template one of the things I like to to do or like to see is I like to see the medium that was used uh, the support that was used and then something about uh, the subject maybe if you don't have a title maybe a working title or something like that or reason why uh, you're painting or drawing whatever it is Uh, maybe it's a commission or whatever but uh, some of those elements in there because you know someone's going to ask you anyway what the medium was that you're using and if you leave that out uh, then I don't know that that to me I, I, I like reading um, that if I see a post and I know it's a particular person that's posting it I think oh yeah I know they always put what the medium is and they put it in this uh, good format that I can read it what the medium is what the um, support is and maybe uh, how long it took or why they did it or something like that some other kind of uh, item of of interest there.
1: I would also recommend giving credit to the photographer if you're using someone else's photo. Oh, good one,
0: yep. Yeah, definitely. And make
1: sure that you've got permission to use it anyway. If you're posting your artwork online, we've talked about copyright before, but make right. sure you've got permission before you start posting that anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, big one, and yeah, if you just find it on uh, Flickr or something, you're like, well, I think it's Creative Commons. Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, I, I think it's in there. You know, that kind of thing. Then you still want to give attribution anyway.
1: Yeah, and uh, if it's just... something that you did from a tutorial from another artist, you're copying one of their videos or something, give credit to who designed the original painting. That's a really good thing to do too. Yeah, It actually will irritate people. I have people contact me a lot when someone has painted one of my paintings and they'll say, did you know this person's copying it? Now for me, I'm teaching tutorials. I expect, or you know, doing videos. I expect people to copy it for their own learning purposes. That's fine. But these people wouldn't have been irritated if this person had written I this is you know practice. I'm working off of one of Lisa's videos. I'm working yeah. from a video. Here's the the link back yeah. to the original video. That person who contacted me wouldn't have been irritated because they would right. have then known this person's not trying to take credit for your work. They're just learning. You know, they're they're yeah, or just doing a, a tutorial.
0: Quick, yeah, even just a quick mention, like you said. You know that that this was um, uh, from. Uh, Lisa Lisa Cloud, luxury artist that I'm uh, practicing with, uh, or something like that. Yeah, because it just really irritates mention. when
1: somebody recognizes the work that you're doing. It could be Bob Ross, it could be whatever, and you don't right. say I'm copying this. You know, working from Bob Ross. People get really irritated because it yeah, looks like you're taking credit for work or a design that Original wasn't work. actually yeah. yours. Yeah. yeah. So if exactly. you just no put a notation there where your inspiration, where it came from. And even if it is just inspiration, I've had people copy some of, I do a lot of work where I've got the shelf up against a wall with wallpaper and then I've got different elements, you know, of scene within a scene on that and a tree and all of that. And I've had a lot of people copy that and to put their own twist on it. Mm-hmm. That irritates people too. Not me so much. I actually am flattered that people are, inspired by my work. But other viewers who are familiar with my work and they see another artist copy that I've seen people get really angry at them for that. <laughs> if they would have written, it was inspired by me right. or it was inspired by Bob Ross. or it, was inspired, it sounds like I'm putting myself up there with Bob Ross paintings. I need to stop doing that. My head's not Lisa, big at all. Lisa really.
0: wants you to know it's a really big <laughs> deal.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, he's just the first one that came to mind when I think of someone doing tutorials. But I mean, if you put a let people know you're again this is where the inspiration came from it it will help you to get a bit more respect than assuming nobody's going to know
0: yeah 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 exactly yeah and and well and i think we're all a little burned on that sometimes too because we have seen people uh, who steal other people's work yes. and will claim <laughs> that it's their own i mean we've and seen I think those, that's those why people get those upset guys, about you know? it
1: because they don't want it happening yeah. to them
0: Right, right. Because
1: not everybody's doing tutorials. So to them, the thought of somebody copying their style or anything like that is very upsetting. So, yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. I would give credit if you're doing something from a lesson, if you bought a lesson from Craftsy or anything like that. Give credit to where it came from.
0: Right, right.
1: How about when you're posting within a Facebook or Google Plus group? Yes, some people still use Google Plus. Google but what? Let, what is I mean? know. Um, but <laughs> let's say you post within one of those groups. There are a, There's a separate set of etiquette for that.
0: Are there Bing groups? I think we ought to talk about Bing groups. Bing groups. Anyway, Bing groups. Bing. Yes.
1: Bing's Bing. not even a
0: thing. B-I-N-G.
1: Bing. <laughs> See, I didn't even know the word. It's not a thing. No one uses it.
0: All right. So yeah, let's go through some of these. These are, um, I mean, this is where a lot of us are sharing our our work that is going to be seen. I mean, uh, uh, not just our own page.
1: Yeah. My first tip, before you ever post to any group that you join, like seriously, don't even post a, hi, I'm new to the group. Don't do that because some don't allow it. Read the group rules, like all of them. And if it's long, read them all. Don't bother posting because you're going to be mad when they delete your post because it violated one of their rules, and they're going to be mad at you for having violated said rule. It's just mm-hmm. not a good way to start off the whole
0: relationship. relationship. <laughs> yes, that is
1: the word I'm looking for.
0: All right. So next, don't just post something and bail. Don't don't post it there and say, hey, look at this. Look at me. I'm out of here. Yes. And walk out the door. And I mean, that's the equivalent of showing up to the party and say, I have arrived. Bye. Uh-huh. And then just leaving. Yeah, be a part and people do that a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, stick around, stick around a little bit.
1: Yeah, comment on other artists' work if you expect them to if you were hoping for them to comment on yours. And there are a lot of art groups out there, just kind of as a warning, where that's all it is is self promotion. Those are fairly useless. You're not gonna build a huge following on those. They may have twenty thousand members, but if those twenty thousand members are the kind that post their work and leave, they're not going to do anyone much good. I think they're a bit of a waste of time. Try to find one where people are communicating, where they're talking, where they're a part of that conversation they're offering. Advice when asked Mm -hmm. for it. Uh, that sort of thing.
0: There's also groups where all they're doing is promoting other people's work or other other groups all the time, and and you, you go and you look at these pages and they have no interaction at all. Yeah. And one thing about that is Facebook does not uh, push those up in the algorithm search uh, because no one's no one's uh, interacting mm-hmm. with that.
1: Yeah. Now, when you post to your if you post something within one of these groups. Find out before you post a link if links are allowed at all. A lot of them do not allow that. But if they do allow links, whether it be to one of your videos, another video that you liked, let's say it's one of your posts from your fan page, you're posting a link to that within the group. Assuming it's allowed, make sure you've got a description. Don't just post the link. It looks like spam, and most groups will delete that. And even if you're posting a photo Always, always, always have a description on that photo because it looks like spam in most groups, if it's a good group, they're going to delete that post. It's not because there are power hungry people who are just like, yes, I got to delete all the things. Uh, it's not anything to do with that. They're trying to make sure that their post or that their group stays interactive, that it doesn't right. come across as just self-promotion. And again, you can go back to post the medium, post the size, whatever. But post something with it. And just Mm -hmm. because the link had a description, that's not the same. You have to write a separate description in that group, for that group, anytime you post in a group.
0: Okay, so how many times do you post?
1: Well, it's going to depend on on the platform and whether or not you're within a group. Within a group, I would say don't post more than once a day. Most of them will have limits, two or three posts a day. But don't go too many because that gets annoying too, Then everybody else, no one gets to see the other posts from other members. So you want to kind of limit that. but. Other than that, your regular posts on your own Twitter account, your own Facebook account, that's going to depend on the platform itself. Mm-hmm. With Twitter and Instagram, you can post a lot more than you can on Facebook, although Instagram is adjusting. We were talking about this earlier. They're changing yeah. their algorithm. So this little thing about how often you can post on Instagram, that's probably going to be changing in the near future. But with Twitter, You're going to want to post a lot more often because the way that the Twitter feed works, it's all linear. It's all by first come, first serve, basically. And as new people post on somebody's feed, your post drops. So you're going to have to post several times a day on Twitter. I'm really bad about that. Yeah, but well, Twitter
0: is just a faster platform. Yeah, it know.
1: really is. And, and with Facebook, it stays those posts, are, they are valuable a lot longer. They stay up a lot longer because the more someone posts or comments and hits like, you know, engages with your post, the more likely it is for Facebook to share it with more of your fan base. So you don't have to keep posting again and again. The more you post on Facebook, because of the way that the algorithms work, the less people or the less of your fan base who are going to see those. So you can really get away with once a. Time on Facebook. One or two good posts on Facebook is good per day. More than that, you're going to see your, your, Engagement rates drop quite a bit
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and keep in mind that the, all of these are, are not really hard, fast rules, and they change all the time Any time any of these companies decide they want to tweak the algorithm, then it, it starts changing and uh, Lisa and i we talked about that well, we talked about it with each other, I think before we started the podcast but i mean we 're recording this in the middle of two thousand and sixteen. And so, whatever year you're listening to this, or whatever time frame, I mean, it may be different than. Oh, well, you know, Instagram or Facebook may no longer even be around. That what? could change. That could change. <laughs> All these things could change. You know, uh, we feel like that these are entrenched and they're here to stay. They're never going away. But that we know that that isn't the case. So, especially with yeah. Twitter, we feel like that's not going anywhere. But you know, these things could change. It, it could. Uh, it could, it could change now, One of the
1: things, too, when you're posting on these things, you need to understand the etiquette for each platform is going mm-hmm. to be different. It's not just about the numbers that you post, right. but it's about actually crafting a post, tailoring it specifically to that platform. What I post on Facebook, actually, I got into a bit of an argument with somebody recently within one of my groups who was saying, oh, just link your Facebook and Twitter accounts and it'll save time. Don't do that. A lot that. of
0: people that do that. Don't yeah, do that. It,
1: that is the best way not to grow a following on Twitter.
0: Yeah. And pretty soon, I mean, if you if you follow anybody on Twitter who is just linking their Facebook page, pretty soon you just stop following that exactly. person because Why? it's so annoying. Yeah,
1: and no one wants to click a link to leave that platform
0: to go over to Facebook. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Come on, most people aren't. Going it's to bother so you. annoying.
1: It is. Uh, so that is one thing you don't want to do. And it's funny because this person went on and on on how successful she is with this and i looked at her account and it was some of the worst engagement rates i have ever seen on twitter 11,000 posts and two what was it 200 followers that's if she were tailoring her posts to the platform with 11,000 posts which is kind of insane that's a lot of posts yeah ele- her following would be huge you don't want to just link from instagram and facebook and if you've got your accounts linked Take off those links. Don't eat. Don't bother. Don't even use Twitter if that's what you're using it for. It's a waste of a search, basically. Yeah, if someone's yeah, using. It really is. Um, do not link those. It doesn't work. Um, and I've had, like, this person that I was arguing with, she was trying to give me, you know, oh, well, this person uses it and that person uses it. Look at their engagement rates. It does not work. You cannot adjust for those facts. It does not work. Um, you can look at their accounts. You can see who's responding, how many people are following them based on their post. You can see these. It's not hard to look up the analytics, and it doesn't work. So don't link these two things together. It's... it. You want to tailor your your Twitter post. Now, with Twitter, the other thing is hashtags are so huge, which we're not doing on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're typing on Facebook and Instagram, you can write something much longer, which is probably going to get cut off on Twitter. So if someone looks at your Twitter post and it's like, today I painted this painting of a red panda and he's sitting in it and it cuts off. Dot, dot, dot. Here's the link. Right, no one's going right. to click it. No one cares. That's, That's how one you get of the reasons why it is
0: annoying. It is. And it s- does that.
1: So instead, write. You know, red panda, and you don't have to write complete sentences on Twitter. That one, it is acceptable to shorten things because right. you do have a limited space. So this is where I come back to tailoring your post. So you can write, you know, here's a red panda, hashtag red panda, hashtag wildlife, hashtag art. Don't do more than three hashtags on Twitter. Studies have shown if you go more than two or three that it turns people off. They're less mm-hmm. likely to pay attention to your post. Mm-hmm. But by doing it, you know, this is very different than what I would write on Facebook. On Facebook, I would talk about the medium. I would talk about the size. I would list a lot more information there so this is where you know pay attention to which platform it is and how other people are are posting and if you're not sure find accounts that are doing well and look at how they write their tweets look at how they post or whatever platform if it's snapchat whatever look at how people are behaving on that and just kind of emulate the ones who are successful emulate is that the right word
0: yeah, that is that is uh, wow, right word. weird. So, where did now, that
1: word, that's never been in my vocabulary before. I don't know where that came from.
0: <laughs> I want to congratulate you on that word. <laughs> <laughs> so now on Facebook, one of the things that they do is they they look at the level of engagement. That is true. And they'll bump things up based on that. And they'll look at past levels of engagement as well. But here's the other thing to keep in mind. Uh, you know how much people have looked at what you uh, have uh, posted in the past. But another thing that Facebook favors is when you post original content on their platform and you're not linking, like we were talking about mm-hmm. before, even linking to uh, YouTube. If you post or if you take your videos and you do an original post of your video to Facebook, uh, they favor that a lot more than if you're linking over to another platform. Absolutely. And the other thing is, they've also come out with that Facebook Live uh, video uh, streaming video uh, option. Now, I, d- I haven't done that; I am not going to probably, but I, I probably mean, I am going to play. Yeah, it if if this is something that you know you are into doing, then uh, they are really um, pushing up the engagement for posts that are. Uh, using video in Facebook. And the reason for this, I think they're trying to become very competitive with, with Periscope. They're trying to really, if you look at all the other indicators with Facebook, it, it really does appear that they are wanting to be big in the video space. And so they're trying to butt heads there with YouTube and uh, Periscope. And they're actually, um, you know, making some headway, they're doing a pretty good job at getting some engagement with that.
1: Yeah, I don't think they will get to that point though. I don't think they're going to be any real competition for YouTube or Periscope, but it is something while that they're making their, that attempt, it's something that yeah, we can that definitely is, take advantage of.
0: Right. That is their that is their goal though. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they're gonna trying be to do, but but they they wrong. try to look at the landscape and see what's going on and then they try to navigate towards those things. I mean, yeah. it always seems like that they're trying to become something that they aren't. Yeah, I wish sure they would just do is. what
1: they do well. Do like what they really do well. well but leave everything alone. Yeah.
0: Everything else alone. Yeah, that's weird. But anyway.
1: Now another thing you want to be aware of, especially with Facebook, because you are going to be filtered quite a bit, just the way their algorithms algorithms work. There are su- certain things that they are going to filter even more heavily. If you are trying to sell something on Facebook and you've got that price oh, tag, they hate that. Oh yeah, that's not going to get they, shared with they very hate many that. people. If I use yeah. the word Patreon in one of my posts, they hate. I'll hardly share it with anyone
0: yeah, that's the, now this is something that that I'm I'm wondering if maybe a lot of people don't realize right now, but this this is a big deal, especially if you do uh, if you're doing any Facebook ads, um, but any kind of you're hitting on something real big here, Lisa. And that is they here's here's their approach to this. They want people to see things in their feed. This is the philosophy Facebook has. They want people to see things in their feed that puts them at ease and doesn't make them feel pressured or feel uh, embarrassed or or like they're not good enough or something. They want them to have a good, warm, calm feeling when they're looking at their feed. And so if you put anything in there that sounds salesy, then they're going to push that way down.
1: Uh, see, I have a different – Different view on that. I think that they want people to pay for the advertising and if well, you're selling something <laughs> I wasn't saying and what you're doing what the Patreon. Yeah. I think it's more that they want you to pay to promote well, yeah. those posts. And yeah, but I
0: am just saying what, what they what they what um, they claim
1: and what, what they, they are claim doing yeah. are not necessarily
0: the same Well, but but here's what I'm saying is yeah. if you if you are doing um, sponsored if, if you are doing ads and you're trying to drive traffic back to I don't know, a webinar or your sales page or something like that, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna be very successful at that if you're if you say something like you want to become a better artist because you really stink right now something like you know something like yeah. that you know you're insulting someone in their news feed that that's not going to go over very well and that that's what facebook has come out and, and said even, they don't which is they want people to feel good if that were the case
1: every seven posts would not be an advertisement to a weight loss pro- product <laughs> or to target or to some other sales right. for me every seven posts is yeah. an advertisement now. It's, it's so starting to get rather annoying, they're saying that it's to make I us think. feel happy and squishy and feely. Uh, no, we know that you just want us to pay for <laughs> anything feely. where we might make a profit.
0: I like that word. I'm going to pin that one down. And feely. <laughs> oh, these are good. So there are a few things Lisa-isms. to avoid,
1: and we'll just kind of shoot through these quickly because we could talk about this forever. But they may be things that you didn't think about First. I would avoid on your, both, honestly, on your personal page and your fan page, if you are Mm -hmm. honestly trying to make a business out of this, avoid political and religious rants unless you're an artist who is specifically about political statements or religious statements. Other than that, you know what? This really isn't the place for that. You're not going to change somebody's mind. You're not going to convince them to believe what you want. But you are going to turn away future customers. So I would leave those out, especially the rants. I mean, it's one thing to post your political views, kind of. I stay away from it completely. But it's a complete different when you start ranting about stuff because it pretty much is a guarantee that people will stop following you.
0: Okay, the next one, negativity. I mean, just being a downer in general I'm ugly no one likes me uh, I'm not pretty enough do you like this uh, trying to this is the one that really irritates me Lisa is fishing for, for uh-huh. comments or compliments uh, using an open-ended question or something like that that leads to nowhere or is just because they're trying to foster some and you curiosity mean, who
1: does that no one does that I follow a few artists who do this <laughs> and again it goes back have to that train here. wreck of it's almost amusing to watch because I can't believe this person keeps doing this and then doesn't understand why they're not being successful in their career. You're not instilling a whole lot of faith in your competence when all you're doing the whole emo thing constantly.
0: Right.
1: You know, and again, people, when they go onto Facebook, they don't want to see the negativity. You want to make them feel happy, feely, good. Um back to what Facebook thinks they're trying to create. You actually can. You can help them to feel good and happy and whatever. So definitely, yeah, that negativity. My next thing, don't try selling your artwork within other art groups. There are a few art groups specifically for this. Yeah. They don't yeah, work, first of all. It's kind of a waste of time because it's only other artists also trying to sell their work. So this is probably not the way to go. But it's a good way to get yourself kicked out of that group.
0: Don't offer unsolicited advice. Don't think, oh, I'm here to correct every artist. I've got, I've got the best advice ever. I'm going to give all that I have here. They need to hear this. Uh, don't be that guy.
1: Yeah, if they ask, great. If they don't, just tell them it's pretty and move along.
0: Yep. or don't comment.
1: Yeah, don't, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Yeah. Don't write in all caps, ever. We've got this really cool button on our keyboard if you've got this problem. If you hit the button that says caps, it will turn off your caps lock. Caps in – if you post on the internet and it's all in caps, it reads as though you're yelling at somebody. Don't do it. Just just don't.
0: Tagging people in general. Tagging uh, people in your art that had nothing to do with uh, your drawing or painting. This
1: one drives me crazy because oh, me people too. do it to me all the time. They're not people that are even my friends. Just people thinking, what you're doing when you do this. We go back to that Facebook algorithm. Facebook is only going to share so many of your posts with so many people. If I'm coming up on their news feed because you tagged me in your random landscape, it wasn't a tutorial. If it was a tutorial you copied of me, tag away. I want to see that. That's awesome. I had to do with that. If it's not, if it is just a painting that has nothing to do with you and you tag me and 50 other artists in it, that is spam. That First, it violates Facebook's terms of service, and I will report you for spam. Every single person who has ever tagged me on Facebook like that and tagged 50 other people, you're, you've been reported. You know it was me now. Um, do not do, it is the one of the rudest things that you can do. So what's happening is you're now eating up, you're showing up in my friend's news feed. My friends right. now, there's a very good chance they're going to unfollow me because they're not interested in your work and it, they don't understand why your work is showing up in their feed. Don't do that. That isn't a cool thing at all. So the next, which is kind of, kind of similar to that, follow for follow and sub for sub. If you're not aware of this, this is something that we see a lot with, the, with younger kids, especially on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you back or on YouTube. Sub to, subscribe to me and I'll subscribe to you. This is the most pointless, thing ever, and on top of that, um, it actually hurts your engagement rates, because now you've got a bunch of people following you who are not actually interested in your content, and Facebook looks at that and goes, oh, your engagement rates are pretty low, so we're not going to bother sharing many of your posts to many people, because people aren't that interested. This hurts you. This is, having numbers for the sake of numbers is not good. You want people following you who are actually... Interested, interested in the content in the, that you
0: have? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a lot of people think this is oh, this is some kind of business strategy or social strategy to get gain more uh, of uh, customers or or engagement and that kind of thing, and it does the exact opposite. Uh-huh. Just not not a good move. Yeah, it's and just it just doesn't, the way the
1: algorithms work. Don't it do doesn't it.
0: even make sense. I mean, no. it's like me going down to Kroger or your local grocery store and saying. You know, um I'll buy I'll buy some groceries here if you um if you come over and buy a painting, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. That's definitely not the way to go. And I see a lot of people do it. And the best is when they go to an art group and say, follow me on my website. Now, this isn't a follow for follow. This is just follow me on my page. Don't do that either. That's a good way to get yourself kicked out of groups. It is. annoying. It's spammy and you don't want to do that. If people want to follow you, you want the people to follow you who really want to follow you. Don't try to trade follows. Don't try to trade. It doesn't work at all. It's not a popularity contest. That doesn't do you any good. It
0: isn't. And this artificial inflation of numbers anyway um, is is very suspect by anyone who uh, comes across you and starts looking at what you are doing and they see you got 50 million followers or something then you know chances are they're thinking in their mind oh they went on Fiverr and you know, exactly. and created this artificial following. There's it an artist I know. Who,
1: yeah, there's an artist I know who did this and denies having done yeah. it, but we can look at their engagement rates and say there is you no way this is organic. Yeah. We know right. you either right. paid Facebook, you know, either you paid for the advertisements or you did, you know, a follow for follow type thing. Something happened here because you have zero engagement. These are not legitimate followers. So you can deny it all you want. We can look at the numbers and see that you obviously paid for the these and it does not right. make you look good.
0: Right. So, like we said, I mean, this, this is recorded, you know, in 2016. A lot of these things can change. Some of the things that we talked about, though, regarding the way you behave, the, the things that you um, are doing inside of social media. I mean, those are just rules that, that really don't change, and they're kind of timeless. All right, so if you guys would like to continue the discussion, we do that over there in the Colored Pencil Podcast group on Facebook. If you want to look at the show notes, or are at com slash podcast. And if you like the show, consider giving us a a rating and or a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. Tell someone else about the show. Contact us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. I want to end with a quote. That is, the whole culture is telling you to hurry, while the art tells you to take your time. Always listen to the art. We will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartists.com.
1: personal account. And so they've got people who have friend requested on whether they be future clients or prospects. Yeah, exactly. Clients. There's um, a lot of people yeah, on their personal I could accounts just add, and there um, are uh, quite a few artists okay, I, I just who had forget one that.
0: thing that I wanted to say. They like, forget
1: that this is still business and while you also I'm sorry, want did you already
0: things- say that or not? Did you say all that? So. I don't okay, know. okay, good.
1: It's not hard to look up the analytics, and it doesn't work. So don't link yeah, these if, two um, things together. If I could, but um, it's, I had
0: something to add it, right there.
1: You want to tailor your, your Twitter post. Now, with Twitter, the other thing is... <laughs> okay.
0: Why are you laughing? <laughs> because I don't even know what to say. Oh, okay.
1: okay. Um, <laughs>
0: um, <laughs>
1: I was no, like, what, just, did I do
0: something weird? No, you're fine. I just I just just. <laughs> How about this one? This one does not But if you get a bruise... Post a picture of that, or a video oh, of of your gosh, sore, or your yeah, or something gr- grotesque. Yeah, here's
1: the ulcer in my mouth.
0: <laughs> right, I hate those. My
1: suture line. Look, I just had oh, stitches. Yeah, I no, really don't.
0: hate it. It always seems to be my sister doing. My
1: <laughs> Why is it yeah, our own families that do these things?
0: I hate them. <laughs>